Hello, my name is Sarah, and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I hope you're having a nice week, a very nice day. Last week, last week, I told you all that there's a link in the show notes where you can leave me a voicemail, and a couple of you actually did it, and it literally made my day. I don't know if it sounds silly, but I was so happy to get those messages and hear your voices. I've probably said this before, but recording these episodes can feel really weird because it's like having a conversation with myself. So I truly loved hearing the other half of the conversation. Thank you. That link is still there. So if there's something you want me to know or a question that you have or a topic that you want me to cover, you can use that link and leave a voicemail. If you've been listening to this whole series so far, how has your chakra value work been going? Have you been able to identify or at least start really thinking about what matters to you in your life? Remember that last week I said these values in each chakra are like a filter for our lives, helping us distill our beliefs and actions into the ones that work best for us. So if you know that the solar plexus value of self-respect is the one you want to prioritize right now, you can ask yourself, how does this decision contribute to my mission of being someone who consistently respects myself, my body, my mind? And if it doesn't, you can know to step away from it. Or at the very least, you can be conscious of the choices you make that you're moving away from where or who you'd like to be. And sometimes we do. Sometimes we do that. We all do. So it's not the end of the world. But my idea here is that over time, we'll become people who live more in integrity with ourselves. And if you're asking yourself why, other than sounding like a nice idea, why do we care about living in integrity? It's this. And I say it all the time. So if you've heard it before, well, that's probably okay because it's worth thinking about regular, regularly. But it's this. Peace, happiness, contentment are the things that come when our thoughts, emotions, and actions are all aligned. Maybe you've heard about chakra alignment. Maybe you've even heard me talk about it. And this is what it's all about. We sometimes think about it as a literal alignment because our chakras are along an energy channel, but it is also about being energetically aligned. When the flow of prana, life force, energy, whatever you want to call it, is free to move between all the planes, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual, free to move within our bodies, within all the layers of ourselves, that's chakra alignment. That's energetic alignment. And it won't happen if we're acting in a way that doesn't match our heart's truth. If we are feeling like we don't belong or or that we don't have value, which is a belief out of alignment with the cosmic truth, we won't feel peace, happiness, and contentment. So by taking the time to identify these values and understand where we're out of alignment within ourselves, we can start to do the work to bring ourselves back together. There's a concept of purpose in the yogic tradition called dharma. 
uh, but it's it's different than than just purpose. I heard it defined not too long ago as the thing that holds your soul together. And that really hit me. Am I thinking, feeling, behaving in ways that hold my soul together? Are you? Let's use this value work to find out. This week, we're discussing the heart chakra and associated values. And I'll be, I'll be totally upfront with you. I had a hard time narrowing down the values that go with this chakra to just a few. Again, I have to narrow it down every week, but this one was even more difficult, partly because there are just so many, but also because every time I thought of one, I thought, oh, that's the most important. No, no, no. That's the most important. The more I do this work, and probably the older I get and the more life experience I have, the more I realize how vital it is that we live from our heart energy, not our intellect. We can use the intellect as a little filter so that we don't get overwhelmed or too impulsive, but our hearts are leading us along the correct path when we let them. And if they don't get badly damaged by trauma to the heart or the other chakras. So what I'm going to do is make this a two-parter. Y'all love those, right? We'll do three values this week and then three next week. The first is love, which is so obvious I almost skipped it thinking that, well, we'd all know what that is. But then I thought, can we really skip love? The vibration that in all likelihood makes the universe work? No, we, we probably shouldn't skip love. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about love. This is the kind of love that isn't for a single person, not for a romantic partner, a friend, or even a child. The kind of love that the Dhammapada describes as a boundless love for all creatures and a limitless love without hatred or enmity. We might call it unconditional not unconditional, again, for a single person that you can identify, but boundless and limitless to include all creatures, all people from all times. Your high school bully, your ex, that politician who makes your brain feel like it's on fire, your mother. You get the idea, everyone. And that's a tough value to claim as our own, isn't it? to say that's the way we want to live our lives forever and ever. And I tend to shy away from it because it's so big, so all-encompassing, so very, very difficult. Every time I start to consider it, a part of my brain starts reminding me of all the people who really should be exempt from boundless love, limitless love. But I mean, that's not the way of the heart chakra. The energy of the heart is to include, not to exclude to bring more and more creatures into the loving vibration, regardless of the vibrations that they have. And sometimes it's hard to believe in this all-encompassing love because by definition, it has to include you. You'd have to include yourself in the boundless love without limits, without conditions. And while so many of us want to do that, we don't. We don't know how or we don't do it. We think of a million reasons why we should be the exception to unconditional love, especially from ourselves. But what if we were able to truly live this value? If every action we took was rooted in the love, 
love for ourselves and love for others. I imagine this would change the world faster than anything else. I mean, if everyone did that, it would be an unrecognizable world. But even if just you and I did that, I think our lives would change in an instant. We would no longer do things that hurt us. And that kind of love might even let us look beyond potential hurt from others. And we would stop hurting other people. So beautiful. And I, for one, am not sure that I'm at a place in my journey where I'm capable of it just yet. But this is a value that I strive for. It's, it's sort of a, an overarching value that my other value and chakra work is designed to help me reach. Maybe only saints and, and maybe not even they get to that point, but I, I do think it's worth my effort and attention. You'll have to decide how you feel about love as a value. Maybe this is something you're ready to commit to. Maybe you think you're not ready. Maybe you think it's a ridiculous thing to spend your time on. Like all the other values, which are all important, you'll have to decide where it falls on the priority list for you. But I decided I didn't want to skip it just because it's hard or because it's obvious. I love it when we get to explore these hard concepts together and really get to thinking about them. The second of the heart chakra values I want to get into is one that I consider love adjacent. For me, it's a little easier to wrap my head and heart around it, and it is kindness. And if you're curious, this is my third value on my list of personal values, and Weirdly, the, the one of the three that I found easiest to implement. Let me tell you what I mean by love adjacent or love light. That isn't to devalue kindness, the opposite actually, but unconditional, boundless, limitless love is beautiful and expansive and just something that seems beyond what I can do on a day-to-day basis. But I can get closer to it if I think of kindness. Can my actions be kind? Can my thoughts be kind? When they're not, can I replace them with kind thoughts and words? Kindness feels more actionable to me. Like I can do a kind thing even when I don't feel it. And I can be aware of my thoughts and what I say uh, daily. I don't have to feel anything to be aware of them. And I can notice when they aren't as kind as I want them to be. And then I can make changes. It's like a a way stop on my path to being able to love all creatures. Kindness is a space I can live in. And let's talk about how being kind is different from being nice. You may have heard this before, but if you haven't, it's a really important distinction. Nice is being pleasant, being agreeable, making other people comfortable, even if we have to lie a little sometimes to do it. Not, of course, that being nice is always a lie, but when we add a layer of benevolence, that's when something becomes kind. Kindness is given from a place of doing what is right and good, even if the effect isn't pleasing or agreeable necessarily. Kindness can be giving someone bad news that they need to hear. It isn't pleasant. But when done with that sense of benevolence, it is kind. Kind can be doing something nice, which is agreeable, but without the expectation of something in return. These two things are not mutually exclusive. An action or word can be nice or kind or both, but 
the value in the heart chakra is kindness, a true sense of well-meaning with thought for the other person, not just what you say and how you say or do it, but for how it is received. What is the perception on the other end? To me, that's another huge difference. And one reason I strive for true, clear kindness. If I say something that I think is kind, but the receiving party doesn't think it's kind, have I been kind? I would say no, not necessarily. And I can already hear a lot of people arguing with me, and that's okay. That's okay. Everyone has to work this out for themselves. I think of it as the problem with, quote, positive stereotypes. We group people together and label them with something that we feel is a compliment, but is just a way of forcing an individual to live up to expectations they didn't set for themselves. Our compliment, which we thought was kind, might have been said with good intentions, but it fell flat on the other end. This happens. And the kind thing to do is apologize and make adjustment to our words to realize that impact is part of kindness. Because if we double down and make it about ourselves and what we mean, then we've moved out of benevolence, out of kindness. For me, this is why this value is so closely akin to love. Because it takes me out of the equation. Not in a way that I don't matter, but in the way that it it opens space for me to experience what I feel is the next best thing to giving unconditional love. And kindness in that exact same way can be turned in on ourselves. Kindness to ourselves is not always pleasant. A hard look at old beliefs and the kindness to leave them behind. Very hard, very uncomfortable, but a kindness. It can look like being gentle with ourselves when we aren't the person we want to be, when we make mistakes. We can treat ourselves with benevolence, with care, with tenderness, with kindness. As you do your chakra work this week, see if this is something that resonates with you the way it does with me. If not, just move right along. And and please know that when I say that this is my third value, it isn't lesser than the other two, but it supports the other two. In fact, I might say that my second and third values are the ones holding my primary value up, but We'll get there. We'll get there. The third and final value for this week, because I told you up front we'd need to do two episodes on this chakra, the third value is hope. Hope. And I almost didn't include it because my feelings are so mixed around hope. On the one hand, I love it. And so many people say it's the thing that keeps us going as the human species. On the other hand, by definition, Hope has us longing for some future something and not staying in the present with what is. But let's talk about it. Hope is the wanting for something to happen, for something to be different than it is now. But when I think of hope, it's deeper than that. It's a yearning for something. And I think yearning is your heart's way of showing you the path, or it can be. You can Hope to be an artist, to make your living creating, to spend your time making something. And you can yearn for that. It is your heart's path. But we also speak of hope in other ways. When your friend is diagnosed with a disease, you can hope 
for a cure. You can even yearn for a cure. But you have no control over that outcome unless you happen to be a doctor or scientist engaged in that research. But those doctors and scientists have to have hope. They have to have the belief that a cure can be found or they might give up. Without hope, how do we carry on? So should I stop hoping that a cure is found or does my hope help me change into someone who fundraises or participates in awareness campaigns? Hoping and and even yearning doesn't make an artist unless that artist practices the craft. I can hope all I want that I become a famous sculptor, but as I've never sculpted anything in my life, it seems pretty unlikely. But at the same time, I love hope. I hope that someday I'll live in a world where we all act in kindness and love. Do I think that's likely that we'll all do that? I guess I don't, but my hope is that I can change myself. So maybe you can see why my feelings are mixed. But the important question here is how do you feel about hope? Is it something that you want to have as an important part of your life? Does hope inspire you? Because that's the thing about hope that makes me see how important it is as a value. Our values should inspire us. Otherwise, what's the point, in my opinion? So does hope move you to who and where you want to be? Is it a presence you want in your life? Another way to think about hope is possibility or promise, something that is as of yet unfulfilled, but that we have confidence will be. Hope can keep us moving forward even when we're unsure because we have hope or faith in the possibility of the future, right? That's what people mean, I think, when they talk about hope being a light in the darkness. And that's when I think hope as a value, as something we intentionally bring into our lives and cultivate, as something that we want to show up again and again. That's when hope is at its best. Of course, this is all my opinion, my thoughts on this value. What do you think? How does it feel to have hope living in your heart? If it feels good and important, nurture that. Like all the other chakras, you'll find that some things strike a deep chord within you and you'll know that it is a value for you. So that's going to end week one of Heart Chakra Values. Even with splitting it up, I got a little long-winded this week. I hope that's okay. I do think these are some important ones to explore within ourselves. Let me know what you're thinking and feeling by connecting with me at Your Chakra Coach on Instagram and Facebook. We can talk about what helps you, what doesn't, and how we can bridge that gap. And remember that you can leave me a voicemail, which I'm evidently obsessed with now, or always you can email me at sarah at yourchakracoach.com. Until next week, my friends, my fellow chakra journeyers, I wish you all the best. I hope your chakra work goes well this week, and I can't wait to connect again. Bye.